0: Yeah, and Covid has really reshaped things quite a bit. I think you just mentioned Africa and You know, I have a client in in South Africa that was already and set to plunk down quite a bit of capital. and we had heard some headwinds um, about some changes in the legislation, or I should say delays in proving legislation that you know we were able to help that client recognize that maybe this isn't the right time for capital investment.
1: All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Cannabis and Corona Report, where we talk to cannabis companies that are succeeding during the global pandemic. And today, we are joined by my good friend, Cece Zach, the COO of Global Proven Strategies. Cece, thanks for joining us. Oh, Dan, thank you. So you have a similar story to me in that you didn't grow up in cannabis. You came here from the corporate world like you know i think this is a similar to a lot of our listeners is that we got to a point in our life where we said you know what's next what's act two it's the next step in our life and in your case you just moved out to colorado to clear your head and uh, became a ski instructor that's how we met sort of took the uh, midlife gap year but with all your experience and all of the things that you've done and accomplished throughout your life
0: Why cannabis? Oh, it's such a great question. And I guess I'm still asking myself that right now as well, Dan. I've had a passion for the plant for quite some time because I come from the health and wellness space. I worked in pharmaceuticals for 20 plus years running global business units, and then I worked for a large advertising conglomerate called Omnicom and ran their healthcare division. But all along, I'd always heard about the health benefits and wellness benefits of cannabis. And so when I came out to Colorado for phase two, I said, what better place for me to start really digging in and learning about what this plant can do. And quite frankly, it was because of your (laughs) podcast and binging them from the drive from Denver to Beaver Creek that really helped me understand the phenomenal value proposition that cannabis can bring to so many different marketplaces.
1: oh for sure for sure you know i know when i first got into the industry this was back in 2014 you know i kind of got the cold shoulder a lot of industry vets the old school people were like you know he's like you're a carpet bagger a suit you didn't go to woodstock you don't know what this is all about you you have no right to be here and thank goodness that that attitude has changed because we need people From all walks of life, from all life experiences being part of this industry, I know in your business or your line of business, you know, maybe talk about some of the benefits from having that experience, having one foot in that world, and then now having a foot in the other world, bridging that gap. Now, does that make a big difference for your clients?
0: I believe so. And my clients are telling me that. (laughs) Um, So it's good to be validated. But the key for the success in, in this marketplace is creating a legitimate, sustainable, growth oriented marketplace. And to do that, you really have to understand the business acumen, business 101. And that's what I bring to the industry, which is part of my core DNA. Sure. started in sales and I was in market research and spent time in in marketing, just, you know, basically advertising products and then running global businesses. And all of that applies to all of the different clients that we have today, mm-hmm. whether it's a startup, whether it's an investor, or whether it's a Fortune 500. There's a tremendous amount of insight and questions that people don't know to ask themselves that I bring to the table immediately um, to help them create the legitimacy that everyone needs to succeed in this business. Oh, for
1: sure. And you know, when we were talking earlier, we talked about in the corporate world or in the non-cannabis world, things are done differently than they're done in cannabis. And sometimes the corporate world needs to make adjustments in order to accommodate the differences in cannabis. And sometimes the cannabis world needs to make adjustments in order to to accommodate the corporate world. Having somebody that understands those nuances, I think
0: is is invaluable. Well, thank you, and I think so as, as well. And it's finding the right client that recognizes that they don't know everything and that maybe they haven't thought through following the dollar, even just the fundamentals of following the dollar is something that I see missing in, in many of the clients that, that come to us for work. And what I mean by following the dollar is uh, you have a cannabis innovator, an entrepreneur who has a phenomenal idea, but they haven't thought through where they fit in the supply chain and how are they going to commercialize their product at the end of the day. We have quite a few clients like that, and we've successfully helped them create not only their vision, but an ambition of how their product or service will start to revolutionize this marketplace and create that legitimacy that is needed there.
1: We kind of rolled right into what you do at gateway proven strategies which is GPS we refer to it a lot as GPS it's just to really take a deeper dive into that I know you work with cannabis companies and I know you work with governments and municipalities but I think to maybe for this conversation we can talk more about the work that you do with investors domestic investors international investors and the one thing that's always puzzled me is why are they on the sidelines Every projection you see, every time you see a projection, it's this it's this hockey stick cannabis projection. Everything is going to be great. And you would think that every investor would just be like beating down the door to put money into this industry. But there's so many of them are still in the sidelines. I don't understand it. Maybe you can explain.
0: So it's interesting that you talk about the hockey stick because I come from the philosophy of Gretzky where you really <laughs> need to skate to where the puck is going. I love it. And... A lot of the companies that have come to us with great ideas have no idea where that puck is going. These CEOs and these innovators um, just need to put the basics down on paper, the, the nuts and bolts of really what are the assumptions with that hockey stick. And that's really what we see that's been missing to this point. Where the investors come in is that they can read through the assumptions or lack of assumptions. And when they talk to CEOs about where the puck is going, the the cannabis entrepreneurs really struggle with what they think is going to happen in the future versus what they're seeing today. So ultimately, we navigate our clients through this nascent market by helping them recognize what the ecosystem is out there as it relates to following the dollar. Mm -hmm. And we have the innovators, which are the cannabis entrepreneurs that are looking for cash. The other prong of the ecosystem are the investors that are looking to come in and invest in this marketplace, but they want to invest smartly and they don't want to invest in the same vehicles that we traditionally have seen other industries come to market because they've failed in the last two to three years that they've failed. So that's a prong two of the ecosystem. And the third arena for us is really helping everyone understand where that puck is going. And in my mind, it's with the Fortune 500. Those companies are going to be the ones that are going to bring the influx of cash needed to really capitalize on growing this marketplace into what we all believe, you and I believe, is there. But it's helping our clients, the innovators, understand that they've got to think about where that puck is. And I would argue that the puck not too far away is in the Fortune 500.
1: I guess what you're saying is that a lot of times entrepreneurs are like, it's just a good idea. And you really have to, you know, almost the corporate speak or the investor speak. You have to learn their language. I guess maybe that's one of the reasons why, A, investors are still on the sidelines. B, Fortune 500 companies are on the sideline because, we as an industry haven't learned their language yet. I mean, I don't know if that's, you know, I just put words in your mouth, but I'm, it's
0: kind of what it feels like. It's the business savvy. It's the business principles that the investors are looking for that they see are missing. I mean, listen, just look at what happened with Canopy Growth and with Constellation. And Constellation yeah. has kind of turned over their C-suite in the last two years because Canopy Growth has not made any of the financial projections that they stated that they would when there was that influx of, I think it was $6 billion. It a lot of money. It was a lot of money. And I'm from the sidelines looking in, I would argue that the business assumptions were not vetted, coupled with not scenario planning for the headwinds and tailwinds that have happened in this nascent industry. And then also recruiting the right people to to surround yourself. I just think that that's probably what was missing. Canopy Growth was a fabulous idea and it did great in the beginning phases of its life cycle. But when you bring in the Fortune 500, like, or in that case, yeah. Fortune 100 Constellation brands, they're expecting more. Yeah. And that's what we need our cannabis entrepreneurs to really think about. If they want to be sold and exit at a certain time, they've gotta be ready to talk the speak with yeah. the big investors. I think
1: it's a really good point. And you know, sometimes entrepreneurs are just a little bit arrogant, maybe. We just don't want to, we don't wanna to have to adjust to anybody. But I think one of the benefits that you guys bring is just you have this experience.
0: Yeah. And COVID has really reshaped things quite a bit. I think you just mentioned Africa. And, you know, I have a client in, in South Africa that was already and set to plunk down quite a bit of capital. And we had heard some headwinds um, about some changes in the legislation or I should say delays in proving legislation that, you know, we were able to help that client recognize that maybe this isn't the right time for capital investment. Yeah, And so when it comes to partnerships, you know, we have that ability to, to vet clients, again, not only from the typical ways a bank would do it, but also about the market environment and what's happening. And the economic component that this marketplace is creating and we just have that insight that I I don't think that many others do.
1: Oh no, you have your finger on the pulse of the industry. That's the the advantage you have. I'm gonna have all of CC's information and gateway proven strategies information in the show notes and also at MJBulls.com so you can follow up and continue this conversation with with, with CC directly if you'd like. Cece,
0: thanks for being with us today. Dan, thank you. It's an honor and it's just nice to be with people. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I know. Let's do this again. Look forward to it.